When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. Heard a vet. I don't know what year, 33 years old. 33. 33 years old, man. He know how to go control the game, not lose the game. Put together one or two good draws, might come out with a win on the road. Is that enough for like a playoff worth? We're sitting and then they take the Saints spot. Obviously, the Saints have Taysom Hill. Like, should I trust Kirk Cousins? I never know, especially in a big spot. With this record, they they the record they got these last three games. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they'll make it. But you could trust Kirk, man. It's it's about ten, maybe twelve mm-hmm. legit starting quarterbacks He's in, in the NFL, mm-hmm. and Kurt is one of them guys. He's, he's, calling he's, he's calling Kurt. Kurt. Wasn't he calling him Kurt? I think he was calling him Kurt. <laughs> but everybody says the same thing. It's like it's like a comedy bit now. There's like 12 guys. Kirk's one of them. Yeah, he's. It's the most damning with faint praise. Like, like it's never like, no, Kirk Cousins is a top five QB. It's also, like, like we, guys. I feel like, you know, he's been a starter now for seven years and he's 33 years old and everyone's still asking the same questions they were asking his second year as a starter in Washington, right? Okay, like what is he? Where does he kind of fall? Is he? Right. Is he one? He's, he's kind of like one of the ten or twelve guys, right? Like, can you trust him in a big spot? I don't know. It's like if you're still debating and hashing it and gnashing your teeth and trying to figure it out. He's 33, been in the league for ten plus years. I, I mean, I think it kind of answers itself that there's even debate, right? I just love the fact that there's, there's twelve guys. He's one of the twelve guys. <laughs> Like As if all 12 guys are equal, too, right? I mean, he's yeah. one of those 12, and they're all pretty. You can spread them all across the board. You get a Tom Brady, you get a Kirk Cousins, yeah. you know, you win a Super Bowl. Can I trust Kirk? Okay. <laughs> the answer is I wouldn't. Why do people call him Kurt? Like, I know that why people call him Kurt in a mocking way that, like, there's the good good Kirk, and then there's bad, bad Kirk is Kurt. But, dude, there's some of his peers think his name is Kurt. <laughs> yeah, because. Right? Well, yeah, because they're not big on names. He's just, it's like Judd in the hallway at Hubbard. Like, oh, hey, hey Bob. Hey, Hello. my name's not Bob. That's fine. Whatever. How are you today? Good. <laughs> Hello. That's good. No, I, ne- I don't say names. You don't. I never. It's I'm Hello. very careful. I'm very, I'm very careful not to say names. Hello. But that was, that, that was Aqib Tlaib, right? Yeah. On Good Morning yes. Football there? Yes. Aqib Tlaib and Kirk Cousins' NFL careers have intertwined. I, I think Aqib is, he's done now, right? He's yeah, just he's doing done. media now. Yep. Yeah. But, like, he was in the NFL for several years when Kirk was in the league. It doesn't know his name. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. But he's one, of the, he's one of the 12 best in the world. I have no idea what his name is, that one guy. Uh, this is Mackie and Jeb, by the way. Those are our names, all right? Put some, put some respect Hello. on those names. And our executive producer, Declan, daily Minnesota sports entertainment and therapy 
and uh, speculation in some cases. And we figure so, – so Friday is Christmas Eve, and uh, we're all going to take a day on Christmas Eve. We've got some some fun stuff from the vault that we're going to play on uh, Mackie and Judd on the Scornoth YouTube channel and Purple Daily on Friday. But we don't want to just go without Feedback Friday, so we figure let's do a little Feedback Friday on a, on a Wednesday here on the show before we get to write that down predictions down the stretch. Let's start with uh, – and by the way, you can hit us up always through the Scornorth app. There's a Feedback tab. There's also a feature on there where you can send videos to us, and it would be kind of fun to play videos if you guys have, like, questions or rants or whatever. Like, if you're just going to, like, Stone Cold Steve Austin, a couple cans of Surly Furious, you know, put it on film and send it to Never us through idea. the feedback tab. Uh, you can hit us up on Twitter, the YouTube comment section. We're, we're checking all of it. So Jason Anderson on Twitter says, Do you guys see any similarities between the, this Vikings team and the 1987 Vikings team the 87 team was full of talent and didn't get hot until the playoffs started. If this team is healthy, could they do something similar and make a run? I mean, so that 87 team made a run as a wild card team, right, through to the NFC Championship game, and then yep. they got beat by the Niners. Uh, I was two. Declan was like negative six. Correct. So, Judd, you're going to have to take this one. How? Li- I guess another way to ask it is how likely is it that this team could make a run like that team did and get hot during the playoffs? Uh, the difference with that team, if you go back in its history and look, is I believe there were three replacement games when the players went on strike um, in, I think it started in October of 87, and the Vikings lost all three. They had one of the worst replacement teams out there. So they actually got more submarined by the replacement team than themselves. So they um, would have maybe that won was the a division. good team. Yes, that, and that was a good team. Uh, but then they essentially got the worst replacement team possible which cost them games, which, by the way, counted in the standings. So so I get the question and I get the point. I don't know that that's the team to draw the comparison to. Um, and as far as going on, on a run, I mean, can they win a game? Absolutely. Like in this league, of course they can. Can they, go, can they win multiple games in the playoffs? That is asking a lot. That's kind of the thing, like in the Mike Zimmer, Kirk Cousins four-year era, they have very rarely gone on a run of like three or four wins against good, like above 500 teams, especially on the road, because that's the path. Like if they get in, they're going to be the seventh seed or maybe the sixth seed if San Francisco slips down the stretch. So they're, they're going to play road games throughout the entire NFC playoffs. But I did. I painted a scenario for you guys in Realistic Randy on Purple After Dark last night. Right now. If the playoffs started today, the Vikings would be the seven seed playing at Dallas in the first round. And Dallas, ever since Dak got banged up, and I get it, you know, Cooper Rush came into U.S. Bank Stadium, their backup quarterback, and stuck it to the Vikings. But Dallas has not been playing all that well. Their offense has not been impressive. It's They're back to kind of a dink and dunk passing game. You know, they're a good team, but they're very, very gettable. You could go on the road, play Dallas, Win that game. I don't think anyone would be shocked if they matched up against Dallas in the first round and beat Dallas. Like, I don't, unless you guys, I wouldn't be shocked. One game, I wouldn't be shocked. And then in the second round, they could see any number of, I mean, they could play the Cardinals, who they should have beat if not for a missed 37 yard field goal. They've already beat the Packers. Now they beat them at home. They'd have to play the Packers at Lambeau Field. And the Buccaneers just got shut out last week, zero points in three hours. So, yeah, you know, the the NFC. I think the Packers are the best team in the NFC, but there are no like superhuman teams in the entire league right now, and so it wouldn't 
surprise me if the Vikings upset someone in the first round and then had a game that was winnable in the second round. I'm just saying, like, I don't expect them to win three or four straight playoff games, but this would be the year where you got a bunch of flawed teams in that bracket, potentially. Just saying. We've discussed the most important thing, though, and and it's why this team is among the many reasons why I am uh, disappointed. This might be among the tops. Because to do what we're talking about right now would take the team would have to have the ability to one suspend belief and be, be like, why can't we like, look at the path. It's right there and believe that now, now we all might say, Oh no, 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 no. But you know what? I, I saw this in the 2003 wild. All that matters is that the team says, no, we can. But the other thing to do that is I think the team has to be relatively close and loose. Like the people at the top have to be like, hell yeah, let's do it. Let's go, go, yeah, go. We're the, we're yeah. the martyr. Let's, we're, yeah. Right, right, right. I don't think that Zimmer and Cousins, whose personalities in a run like this would be instrumental, I don't think they have the ability to relax the room enough to be like, no pressure here. Now, is there one game where Mike could say, nobody b- believes? Of course. He's tried that before, and I think it's worked. But I'm talking about like back to back games in which you're like, you know what? What the hell? Let's just do this. We're really good. Mm-hmm. This is fun. We're a close team. I think the personality of this team stands in the way of what you're talking about almost as much or more so than the actual ability, Phil. Well, and who are the who are the teams that come the, the you know the last ten or fifteen years that come to mind that wild card, they made a run, they won a Super Bowl, you know. I, I think the Packers did it. Yep. In 2010, whatever uh-huh. year that was, mm-hmm. you know they were like the six seed. They made a run, but they also had one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Aaron Rodgers, who was emerging into like, oh my god, he's that good. Yep, he was superhuman, and that was before the falling out with Mike McCarthy. And that defense was good too. It was the nope. Packers had like a two Not or three year run there. Yep, Clay good Matthews defense. in his prime. Uh, the Giants in 2007 are an example that people love to bring up with the Vikings. Right? Well, if they can just go on a Giants 2007-like run. A couple things about that team. They had a Michael Strahan talent yep. and personality and leader that was stirring the whole drink. Yep. They had a big kumbaya come-to-Jesus meeting before the season started with the head coach Tom Coughlin. Hey, we got to change some things here. you got to meet us halfway. You know, and, and Coughlin built a great relationship with the leaders of that team. And then you had Eli Manning going on a ridiculous run. He did this a couple times where he just played the best football of the whole season. Is Kirk capable of that on the road against the best teams playing his best football? Or does he? Eli rises up in a lot of those situations. Yeah. Kirk has tended to shrink in a lot of those situations. Yeah, that's true. And I also, so in the case of the quarterback as well, I always thought until now, Eli was was sort of just like a boring, you know, struck me because he sold us really well as a flatline guy. But now that I see him on the show with with, uh, Peyton, there's more there. Like, Like, I don't think there's more to Kirk. Like, I don't think that there's a Kirk behind the scenes where you're like, well, you wouldn't believe what Kirk does. Um, you wouldn't believe how hilarious this yeah, guy is. Yeah, right? or like he gets really loose, and he's super loose, and we're all loose because the quarterback's loose. Does Kirk ever um, drink a beer, do you think? Does Kirk ever just sit back and uh, think, you know what? Little, get a little buzzed on a Friday night? Don't you guys think Kirk is who Kirk is? Like, I think we know Kirk. Maybe a Bud Light. Or a Mick Ultra. 
like a very yeah. dad thing. Yeah. Like, I'll have one. Who wants to split a beer? <laughs> Does anybody want to split a beer? Does anybody want to split a beer here? I, I can't drink the whole thing. He belongs on, on the I get commercial really flushed. about I get really parents. Flushed. Kirk belongs on the commercial. The progressive, about yeah. Your pa- the yeah, progressive yeah. commercial. Stop acting like your parents. Which yeah. Man, look at all this parking. They, they must make a the, mint off parking. The, 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 pa- the paper parking? airplanes, people, that is me. I always have a paper airplane ticket. So like every every time I see that commercial, I'm like, oh, crap, I'm becoming my parents. That's I weird. have to have a paper oh, airplane I, I, ticket. Yeah, I love I the paper to. airplane ticket. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you're I think you're on to something. And then the, the Ravens in 2012, similar, right? They... But but John Harbaugh compared to Mike Zimmer, I don't I don't think there is a comparison in terms of leadership and getting guys to buy in. Did you see the clip? Yeah, I know where you're going. After the game's over and it's Incredible. circulating all around, and Mark Andrews comes up, they go for two, they whiff on it, they lose the game, and Mark Andrews, the tight end for the Ravens, walks up. He's mic'd up and he walks up to John Harbaugh, puts his arm around him, and says, "That was the right decision. That was the right decision. Like we we believe in you as a coach." And and John Harbaugh got emotional, like on the yeah. sidelines, and hugged, hugged him, him, and you yeah. know. You know, thanks for showing fight. You know, I don't know, like, how many players are walking up to Mike Zimmer and putting their arm around did, him and saying, Coach, like, we believe in you. Did you, you hear the the clip before, before that, that point, though? Yeah, where he's walking up and down. He's walking around asking guys if we score here, or he, he basically says, we're going to score, which is, you know, great. He's like, we're going to score. What do you want to do? Because he, he's like, I'll kick the field goal and tie this game. Um, but if you guys think that we should go for two, we will. Whether you agree with that or not, like like we we can talk about. Nah, I don't know about outsourcing that. Blah blah blah. Just think about the mentality, though. So and he's so not like, really outs- he's not really outsourcing it. That's the thing. Like he knows what he wants to do, but he's getting guys involved, and he's 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 asking for input to make them feel involved. I just that's what he's doing. I, I was so impressed by the by the by the ability in a moment like I mean, Mike would be going nuts right there. And John Harbaugh's like, what do you guys think? It's just so yeah. impressive. So I guess, like, my answer at the end of all this discussion is, if you can prove to me that Mike Zimmer is the leader that John Harbaugh has been at times, and that Kirk Cousins has an Eli Manning or even Joe Flacco-like run where he can go on the road against the best teams in the conference and play lights out for three or four games. Yep. And we haven't seen either one of those things yet, but they got another you know month plus to prove it. Show us something against the Rams. See what happens. Um yeah, people don't change that much. We'll Sorry, see. we'll see. Sorry, you're you're not going to get that that potential metamorphosis. Uh, Daniel L. Magid on YouTube says, in terms of the offensive line and especially struggling against uh, Akeem Hicks, we already have a fat guy in Wyatt Davis, but for some bleeping reason they won't play him. What is your theory now that he's just been? I mean, they won't even put him in in the heavy. They won't even act. He's not even active on game day. This dude was was there were some first round grades on this guy across the board, you know, mock drafts. What is your theory on what's happening there? I think he came into camp. I think he came into the summer p- portion of of the off-season camps overweight, out of shape. Fell out of favor. They got mad. They decided we're going to move Poor Oli Udo, a tackle to guard, uh, decided that that for 2000, I mean, and I mean, this is a total guess, decided for 2021, Wyatt Davis was a lost cause um, and basically said, 
we're going if you can't come into camp in the shape that we requested and and to be clear and i'm not defending them totally here but to be clear there's a difference between you're you're a heavy set guy that plays guard and you just get fat <laughs> so so like you can't you can't be like my coach i got fat on purpose you know unless they tell you to so i think that they that they got mad buried him and and he can't catch up and couldn't and look i mean for the most part this team holds its young players incredibly accountable. It doesn't mean that they won't play them, but I mean, what they, what they did to Dantzler because he didn't have a good camp surprised me too. Like I thought that was a lot. I, this guy played as a rookie cause he had to. And then they got Breland who was obviously from the get go, no great shakes. I mean, veteran guy, but yeah, he was like a $2 million. And then the next thing, you know, Dantzler, you know, I believe was down in week one. They didn't, you know, inactive. And so, so this is how Mike operates. Um, I, I just, I'm will remain amazed though, that they didn't like that when your option was to move a tackle to guard, that they didn't try to, do something else and i don't want i don't want to fully exonerate the player here because if he showed up if he wasn't professional or he you know showed up out of shape or something like dude come on it's time to grow up you're in the nfl it's time to be in shape but how many offensive linemen have to come through here and either not be developed or be put in the doghouse you know underperform in some way garrett bradbury now brian o'neill has made it through whether they found a way to connect with him on the coaching side or whether he was just super talented and driven and he was going to figure it out regardless of the coaching staff. But I mean, my God, the la- like under Mike Zimmer, how many guards have they run through? It's literally like 16 or 17 starting guards. I also pulled up here on NFL.com, the pre-draft scouting report for Wyatt Davis. And I think there's, there's some clues in here oh because Mike Zimmer and 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 the, the coordinators that he's had on offense, right? They love the they love nimble, quick offensive linemen, zone run block scheme guys. And Wyatt so Wyatt Davis, you know, he's listed at six foot four, three hundred fifteen, three hundred twenty pounds. Like he's a big dude for a guard. And um some of the weaknesses in here I think are gonna stand out in terms of like maybe he just wasn't a fit for what the what they want the system to be blocking scheme wise in, in, in 2021. So, uh, and some of these are very hilarious. These are just like classic football scouting phrases, but, uh, average feet to make block adjustments on moving bodies. So they, they call him sort of a phone booth blocker as opposed to a guy that can get out in space. Football. That's right. Lethargic moving from first to second block on combos, right? That's a problem. Football. Zone run blocks. Here. You'll like this one. He will default into mall mode rather than trusting his technique. Football. And uh, uh, prematurely wanders away from home base at times in pass protection and has a lack of short area quickness to close down gaps against blitzers. Football. So I feel like a lot of it's like he, he has a hard time, you know, getting out, covering space, etc. He's just kind of a... Right, a but phone booth blocker. That's what he is. But but Zim, like they kind of need that in pass protection. And Zim also specifically said, I at some point in time after uh, last 
season, Mike went into chapter and verse about how we've been a zone blocking team, but I want some big fat guys. Like I want, I want big guards. And so Mike specifically said, we're going to, if not completely transition, at least get some more size. Cause I mean, this is the problem is the Vikings keep playing guards that are the definition of this is how you get your ass kicked. And it's like, let's do it again. And Mike, and to Mike's credit, Mike finally said, we need some big bleeping people. Yeah. And and yet here we are with, you know, poor Mason Cole, who's fine if he's not playing Akeem Hicks. But Akeem Hicks is literally taking him like a, do- like a toy on Christmas Day. It's like, here's a Mason Cole toy. Yeah. Oh, boy, I'm going to throw this thing around for a while. Here's a yeah. Garrett Bradbury doll. So yeah. it's a very I, – I don't understand – the thought process necessarily between like what they want to do and what they actually do sometimes. It's all, it's, it's sort of like they've, they've built the team in different fragments with no relation to each other, right? It's, we want a zone run blocking scheme so we can get out in space and give Dalvin cook, you know, the ability to run wild. But then we have a non-mobile quarterback that starts to wilt under pressure. And so, you know, and then, I don't know. Bingo, uh, that's exactly it. Jeff Hill via the Score North app chimes in. He says, uh, to our conversation about, well, this always ongoing conversation about Kirk Cousins' contract, a player making over 20% of the cap has never won a Super Bowl, but the regular season NFL MVP has also never won the Super Bowl during the same season. Not that Kurt will ever win MVP, just saying. this is. I actually, I, when he sent this in, I was like, really? So this is wrong. There, uh, there's actually been ten MVPs who have won a Super Bowl, but none in the last twenty years. Mm, okay, which is kind of interesting. My theory on that is, and we'd have to go cross references, but a lot of the MVPs are probably making a lot of money too, like top paid quarterbacks and whatnot. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, and those players played amazing, but the rest of the roster was not able to. Be yeah. built up enough for the for the team to win a Super Bowl. I don't know. I like it, but I just that that is a number that still has not been cracked, and it's not even twenty percent. It's thirteen percent. No player quarterback making over thirteen percent of a team's salary cap has ever won the Super Bowl, and so you almost have to with a guy like Kirk Cousins. Don't you almost have to draw that line? For I think it's like it'd be like twenty five million dollars well, or something of next year's cap. Wouldn't you have to say, all right, guy, it has to be under twenty five million. Because the data proves that you can't win a Super Bowl. We can't win a Super Bowl unless you're making under well, $25 million. And, and that doesn't mean that you cannot keep a great quarterback. What it means is that quarterback has to be willing to work with the team to restructure constantly. Yeah, so you can get other bodies in, yes. the extra pass rush. So like those guys can play for your team for sure, but they ha- but, but there, has to be the, there has to be a partnership, not a, I'm the employee here, and I'm really good, and I need your money. So that's that's where it gets dicey because if you have a QB who's like, okay, yeah, cool, let's let's defer that, let's defer that, and and I'll keep my my payday in line with with the cap, you're probably fine. As soon as the guy says I'm going to break the bank, you're probably screwed. Yeah. Uh, Joke is wild. Seventy seven on YouTube says, "Go get Deshaun Watson from the Texans and trade Kirk Cousins." Where are you guys at with Deshaun Watson now? I'm not doing anything until this whole thing plays out. Yep. Let's say he field, settles right? all 30 plus. Let's say he, 
like was it like thirty five or thirty seven cases or something? Let's say they're they're all settled out of court. Well, then where are you guys at? Uh, I mean, if they're all settled outside of court and he's not suspended or doesn't face any type of expulsion, then yeah, I'd be in. I'd be in on Desha- Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback than Kirk Cousins, but also isn't Houston probably going to ask for like multiple first round picks and everything else? I don't know. I, I I think there's better paths to compete without surrendering all that just to get Deshaun Watson, who clearly has also played football in over a year. So I, I'm I'm leaning towards I'm out on Deshaun Watson. Ah, it's uh, I, I think I'm out. He's listen. He's really good, and he is better than Kirk Cousins. And you know, even with a garbage organization, he's a he's like 28 and 25 over three years or whatever it is. I mean, he had a 20 plus point lead. It was, wasn't it in the conference championship game? Uh, I think divisional against game. the Chiefs. It was okay. divisional, but like 24 to nothing. I think the Texans. <laughs> yeah. So he's he's amazing. I but I just I would have a really hard time rooting for his success. Yep. Just based on everything that happened. Yep. And for, for that reason, I'm just, I'm out. I'm out. It's, it seems, you know, if it was one or two suits, I'd be like, okay, it, not great. But when it's 25 or whatever it is, like that's, that's a lot of, yeah, pro- you're, that's a lot of you're, problem. You're probably a creep. Yeah. You're probably a creep. Yeah. Um. Okay. A couple, couple other things that we'll get to write that down predictions, but a lot of, uh, at least on my timeline, a lot, of, a lot of feedback off that Timberwolves loss last night to a depleted Dallas team. Now, the Wolves were also very depleted, but they did have the two best players on the court, and they lost that game. And uh, a lot of anti-Delo stuff here. Uh, from Michael Pearson, he's not a max talent at all. Ben Brown, he was awful today. Um, another person says, the question is, is he worth it? Are the highs worth the lows? I say no. So... He went four of 18 last, and he's been great this season for the Wolves relative to, you know, the last couple of years where he just hasn't played defense. He's wasn't getting along with Ryan Saunders. Probably hasn't been the best leader. But this is now the seventh time this season. So uh, basically once every three and a half games where he has shot 32% or worse from the field in a game. Uh-huh. It's hard to overcome. When he goes it's four for 18 from the field, shooting. you lose by 10 points. Yes. Four for 18, you lose by 10 points or whatever it was. If he just goes if he just goes eight for 18, mm-hmm. and a couple of those are three-pointers, like that's an extra, what, 11, 12 points right there. Mm-hmm. So it's tough, man. He's been better, but it's tough to swallow these awful well, shooting Well, here's my question, Phil. Are, are you willing to accept this, though? Because, because to your point, before, before last night's game, there was a stretch there where he was magnificent a lot. Now, before that, he wasn't. As as the staunchest Timberwolves fan on this show, and possibly one of the staunchest, well, certainly the staunchest in Seattle, are you willing to accept this? Because I think this is, I think this is him. Yeah, it's uh, uh he's <laughs> there's so many guards in the last 20, 25 years in the NBA that are kind of volume scorers. They're small. You know they don't play amazing defense, and he's I, I like he's certainly not in the Kobe Bryant. Think about the great, you know, ball handler guards who could score twenty five thirty points. Like he's not that's not his. He's not destined to be like an MVP caliber player. So I think it's two. My answer is is in two parts. I can live with it if the expectation is get to the playoffs, which is where it's at right now. The expectation for the next couple of years is get to the playoffs. Just get back into relevant mode, finish above 500 a couple times, and then reevaluate. 
if he hasn't figured out a way to be more consistent offensively, then he's the one at that max salary that prevents you from being a top like four seed in the Western Conference. Like you can't you can't be shooting thirty two percent, twenty five percent, fifteen percent in basically like a third of the games this season. It's really bad. I think he's shooting below forty percent for the season. Yes. Not good. Yeah. I mean, we used to rip Ricky Rubio for shooting 38%. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. what's D'Lo, like 38 right now? Yeah, it's like, it's like 38, 37. It's not good. We used to, we used to trash Ricky Rubio this, for not being able to hit shots. But then and he's a better shot maker than Rubio, don't get me wrong. But but, but then he'll have the stretch of games where he's really good, and you're like, oh, I think he might be really good again. And then he's, you know, he teases you. Yeah. He teases it's, you. It's frustrating. And that's a game last night where it's like I know that there's you're missing your best defensive players and but they're without their best player too. Just go win that game. You got no the two Luka, best players on the court. Go win that game. No Porzingis last night. Yeah, just go win. No um, Hardaway Junior. Who on Sunday night here was magnificent. Yeah, big fan. Yeah. There's also uh, one more thing here. A lot of debate in the YouTube comment section about deep dish pizza. I think we oh, God. sparked a a big debate. It's not surprising. This is a hot button issue. In America, this really is a Mackey and Judd hot button issue. You got, you got politics. You got COVID. You got deep dish. Personally, I am a one issue voter. Mm. For any presidential candidate, Senate candidates, if you don't like deep dish, I'm sorry. You're I can't out. get on board. Can't get on board with your candidacy. Mm. I'm willing to bet Trump no. love deep dish, Phil. I'm willing <laughs> oh, to bet great pizza. I'm, I'm a listen. I'm a one issue voter. Deep dish pizza. So, all right, feedback Friday. You can always hit us up via the Score North app. You ben can hit crossed. us up on Twitter. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm Thin Crust. I'm a big Thin Crust. I'm running on the Thin Crust platform for 24. <laughs> Start a new party. Uh, yeah, hit us up. YouTube comment sections, Twitter, and uh, you can also give us a follow on TikTok and Instagram at Score North, where we're, uh, we're pumping out content, too. So, all right, we got to get to it. Write that down. is coming down to the wire here. I do have to warn everyone, though. The race is so close, and the NFL season leaks over into January that we're not going to – I don't think we're going to have the full tabulations on batting averages until, like – you know, into mid January at some point. But oh, okay. let's, let's get let's get to the accountability okay. session. We can discuss it here. Write okay. that down. Uh, yeah, most sports talking heads make predictions, then hope you forget about how wrong they were. But not Mackie and Judd. Write this down. This is the big leagues where we own our terrible predictions and keep track of each other's batting averages. It's write that down. Write it down. You like writing things down with Mackie and Judd. Yep. Oh, we're coming down to the wire here. We got batting average races. We got home run title races here. Uh, this is the most transparent and, dare I say, innovative segment in sports talk. It's write that down. We keep track of every prediction we make each week, and we hold each other accountable with batting averages, home runs. Most of these shows that you watch or listen to are way too afraid to put their careers and reputations on the line, but not us. Not us. We are fearless on Mackie and Judd. We are Teflon, baby. Can't knock us down. Write this down. We're Kirk Cousins. We are pretty much. That's right. I like always, it. De- always, always uh, demanding more money and things like that. Um, so let's clarify a couple things. Well, first of all, like this is how it works. If you're new to the show, three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of batting averages and home runs. We also do a Vikings and football-centric edition of Write That Down every Wednesday on Purple Daily you can check out. If you guys want to be like Derek, who's going to be a guest listener participant in just a couple minutes, send us a message through the Score North app, and we will get you on the show in 2022. 
So the season runs Jan 1 through December 31st. So we only have like nine days left in the calendar season, but there's a couple asterisks here for what counts as a 2021 prediction and a 2022 prediction. And tell me if you guys disagree with any of this. This is how we've done it in the past, and I, you know, we can't change the rules for this year, but anything that would be an NFL season prediction or a college football season prediction, like if you had said Alabama is going to win the national championship or uh, Kirk Cousins is going to throw for 5,000 yards in 2021. Those might not come to fruition until the middle of January or even like early February if it's a Super Bowl prediction, but they count on the 2021. These are like, uh, you know, these are like uh, absentee ballots that come in late <laughs> or something. And we, we still count them yeah. after the first of the year because they were 2021 season predictions. Mm-hmm. But if you make a specific prediction about a specific game, like, Vikings Packers on January 2nd. That's a 2022 prediction. That's fair. Makes sense? That's how we've always done it. Yep. Yep. Cool. So if, there's, it. if there's any confusion, then we can we can address on a case by case basis, but just so everyone's on the same page. We may have to wait. The the batting title race is so close. There was one year, I think Judd and I were like neck and neck within a couple points, and one of us had Aaron Rodgers as the NFL MVP. Yes. And I believe he might have been a finalist and we had to wait until that came down the pipeline. I think it was the year was it the year the Super Bowl was here? It feels it like been. the award show was downtown and yeah. Yeah, we got to go sit front, fun row, front row and uh, wait for the right thing. Oh god, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, they <laughs> couldn't they couldn't wait for us to get there. You <laughs> couldn't have so, paid me to go. Coming into the week, you guys very much neck and neck. Judd versus Declan for the batting title race. You know, the home run race is separated by three or four home runs from top to bottom. So uh, let's get into the accountability session here. We always start with Judd, mostly because that's the way that the uh, the template is created. Uh-oh. Not a good week, Judd. No. Well, no. I mean, the, this one was tough to swallow. I'm not, you know, COVID got me. Mm. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. said in Anthony, two ways. Anthony Edwards would score 30 or more points against the Lakers on Friday night. I told Ant, I'm like, Ant, I can't go out. And he's like, dude, let's just go out, man. I love (laughs) to hang out with you, Judd. And I'm like, I'm worried about COVID. And sure enough, I must have spread it to him. Mm. Oof. Irresponsible. 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 Come on. You also said the Vikings would win the NFC North in 2021. That dream officially died. This week at the hands yes, it of did. the Green Bay Packers. You could have taken this off the board in week one. I couldn't have objected, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. So 0 for 2 for Judd here during a, a very Kirk Cousins-like performance here, Judd. You need you need to you perform need this, here. And, you know, or, or I would yeah. say more like a, any Twins hitter in the playoffs the last 20 years, yeah. like performance from you here. You, you know need what? A big, you need a big knock, all right? It's hard to win in this league. It's hard to get hits. Just take it one game at a time. Whoa. All right. I had a very active week here. Let's start with the bad. I said Cam Talbot would post a shutout between last week and this week's. Write that down. COVID got you too, sort of. Not really. He probably. Well, you lost right. several games. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he probably. Yeah, I lost several chances, but I mean, like, yeah. they haven't shut out anyone all year, so. Yeah. I said uh, Toledo would beat Middle Tennessee in the Bahamas Bowl. I mean, Middle Tennessee pulling off the big upset. Oof. Yeah, I missed that one. I had a three-game parlay. I said Fresno State over UTEP. I actually have no idea what happened in that game, but I can tell you that UAB did beat BYU, which takes this off the board. And I said Ryan Fitzpatrick would start at least 10 games for Washington, and they'd win the division in 2021. Neither of those things. He's been out since October? Yeah. Earlier, September? 
Probably could have taken that off the board a while ago. But, nice but some resilience here. This might be one of the great predictions of the season here. Yeah. This was this was a home run here. I said the Wolves would, would upset the Nuggets <laughs> despite a Nikola Jokic triple-double. That's right. Thank you. Very good. Oh, it's good. good. Yeah, no, shot. no, I applauded. Statcast, I, I think, even had time. it farther than traditional. It was, yes, it was a very, very, very far shot. Joker came through for you. Never doubt the peach basket whisperer. Never. Have you guys seen that photo? Because yesterday apparently was like the 120-year anniversary of James Naismith inventing basketball. I did. The photo of him holding a peach basket and like a leather round ball just standing in a field. Can you imagine... Yeah, sure. Taking 2021 Steph Curry and putting him in a DeLorean, going back 120 years, and just like, all right, give me the peach basket. Let's put it up on the wall here. Watch me hit shots from 30 feet away, Dr. Naismith. <laughs> Is this what you thought your sport would look like in packed arenas with Steph yeah, with Curry three just point bombing line. threes? Why didn't you invent the three-point line, <laughs> Jimmy? I said Coastal Carolina would beat Northern Illinois in the tail greeter cure bowl. Mm. That's right. It was a barn burner. Yeah. I think it was like 47 to 41 or something. Nice. Hopefully the hopefully he took the over. And then I got to the I, I didn't even I forgot about this prediction until Rami. I said Rami would get hired either full or part time for his particular job, which we couldn't talk about at the time, that he was aiming for by the end of 2021. So he was in the mix for uh, a full time job at the score in Chicago. He's currently hosting afternoons on the fan in Milwaukee. But I got a call from Rami the other day. Nice. To have me on his part-time. He's a he's a fill-in. He's one of the regular fill-ins on the Score 670 in Chicago. And so I can confirm having been on that show. <laughs> that part-time that he nice. is part-time at the Score 670 in awesome. Chicago. Love that Rami. Very nice. Rough Ooh. week for the listeners here. Really rough week for the listeners. Earl said the Vikings would finish with 6 wins or fewer. They just got their 7th. Jaden said Urban Meyer will not be the next head coach fired. Oh, that reminds me of something. Uh, Phil, you missed one from me where I had said that Ur- Urban Meyer. Hold on a second. I'll find Is it. Is it in Mackie and Judd or Purple Daily? Um, oh, you know what? That's true. It brain might fog. be pur- Purple. It might oh, be Purple Daily. Yeah, brain, brain fog. COVID brain. COVID brain. COVID brain's real. Oh, no, dude. Co- oh, you, th- yep, yep, yep. It's in football. Yep. See? COVID brain's real. COVID brain's I'm telling real. you guys That's right crazy. now. I'm telling you guys right now. I I have not been right. Like as far as my short term memory is shot these days, hmm. and now long term too. <laughs> Evidently, that's right. Uh, I may have. I don't know. We'll check. It. I may. Have, I don't remember. Nah, I think it was Meyer a football one. one now that I was think it? about it. Yeah, okay. I think Declan. Well, Nail no, I I had right you. Uh, yeah, I had you last week. I said you said Urban Meyer will not last more than two years as coach of the Jaguars, and we did give you credit for. For that one there. Is that the one you were thinking of? Probably. Yeah. Who knows anymore? Can you remember your wife's name right now? Brain Fog. What's your dog's name? Did you feed your dog this morning? Stella, Stella is fed, but now she's barking. I don't know why Bark. she's upset. <laughs> this is great. We should we should find ways to take advantage of Judd's temporary yes. short-term memory fog. It's great. That and no taste, uh, no no sense of taste or smell. So that's gone now. That's coming back a little bit now, but it, it actually, I didn't know this. It disappeared towards the end. So like when I got COVID originally, I still could taste, mm. but then towards, but then like on Sunday, I couldn't taste anything. Mm. That would be terrible. I feel like that, I, I would never... hate that. That didn't happen to me when I had it, but mm. well, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not the worst thing. 
You're okay. good. You're you're down for down you know for a little COVID because texture's fine. <laughs> Wait, so, are you so saying you're that, talking like, about food you... and taste? Oh, okay. Yes. Let's okay. not. Yes, I was going to say, please don't go not. down where we were about to potentially go down. Uh, Eli said at least four of these FSU players will make the Pro Bowl. Dalvin, who did, Brian Burns did, Jameis Winston did not. I think Jalen Ramsey did. I don't think Derwin James made the Pro Bowl. I think this is wrong. If I'm wrong on this, Eli, please send me a DM on Twitter. If anybody cared about the Pro Bowl, Phil, I would tell you right now, but I have (laughs) no idea. Uh, Matt had a parlay. He said uh, the following teams will win their NFL divisions. Washington, the Vikings, the Rams, and the Bucks. Declan's brother Liam said Kirk Cousins will start no more than 10 games this upcoming regular season. Good, good season for Brother Liam, though. He had some good predictions that came off the board. Yeah, good he for him. He nailed the personal life predictions he for did. Declan, but He did. He missed all of his sports predictions. Yes, that's okay. A- Alex said the Vikings would win the division. Yeah. And Rami said a couple years ago that I would announce that my wife and I are expecting a child before our two-year anniversary. Well, our two-year anniversary is in less than a week. Well, and, uh, unless unless I'm well. blindsided here. Congratulations. <laughs> we'll circle Congratulations back. Congratulations on we'll that. Back. <laughs> And perhaps the lack of a kid, too. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll circle back on that. See, All right, Declan, two things came off the board for you. You said Kaprizov and Hartman would each score a goal between last week and this week's Rat That Down. You had fewer games to get those goals, but they both scored against Dallas. And then this is the Write That Down karma gods coming down to yep. strike you with vengeance. Yeah. You tried to sneak a, a fast one here. You said both the Wolves and the Wild would each win a game yeah. between last week and this week. And you know what? You deserve the L here. That's fine. For trying to drop down a bunt down against the shift. I, I, I'm trying to drop down bunt single. I'm trying to do that. That's what I'm trying to do here. So it's okay. It's fine. Look at that. And so far it's working. Fine. Declan currently holds a, uh, let's see, a, an eight-point lead on Judd. 356 to Judd's 348. I'm creeping up at 320, right? Objects Uh-oh. in the mirror. Closer than they appear. Thanks. Listeners at 262. But the listeners have the home run lead at eight to Judd's seven to Declan's six to my five all time. Judd with 194 hits that leads and listeners with 17 home runs in their career. So, all right, let's get him in here. Derek is our guest listener predictor on this week's Rat That Down. What's going on, Derek? Not much, guys. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? We're doing pretty well. Yeah. Are you so, you know, as you as you survey the landscape here, are you here to preserve the home run lead for the listeners? Are you here to start laying down, you know, groundwork for 2022? What's your strategy? Uh, more for 2022. Uh, I think all three of mine are swinging for the fences here, you know. So I'm looking forward to getting us that home run lead and bringing it to 2022 as well. Already looking into the future. I like that draft picks big time. So, all right, here's how this is going to work. We're going to start with Derek, go to Judd, over to Declan, and then back to me. Write that down, presented today by Federated Mutual Insurance Company. If you are a business owner out there, Federated's been around in the state of Minnesota for over 100 years, helping with risk management, frontline protection, just making sure that uh, your business is uh, has a strong offensive line, let's say, against <laughs> risks that could harm your business. So check them out, federatedinsurance.com. And remember at Federated, it's our business to protect yours. Down. All right, Derek, swing away. All right. Um, so my first one, I think we can all agree that Ben Johnson for the Gophers has been far exceeding expectations than we thought this year, especially for me. And I am a huge Gopher fan, whether it's football, basketball, hockey, like all kinds yeah. of stuff like that. 
And Declan kind of took part of my prediction that I wanted, but I'm just going to add on to it, and hopefully this will count as a home run for next year. So my first one is the Gophers men's basketball team will make the NCAA tournament. Ben Johnson will be named Coach of the Year, and Jamison Battle and Peyton Willis will be named to an all-Big Ten team, whether wow. it's first, second, or third. Wow. Now, is that Big Ten Coach of the Year for Ben Johnson or yes, National Big Coach Ten, of the Year? Big Ten Coach of the Year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, but, if uh, that if this team, with all the transfers and just the patchwork, if this team even gets to the tournament, it's, oh, it's I incredible. almost feel like he's in the mix for National Coach of the Year. Yeah. And I think it's just credits to him what he's doing with these kids, especially for Peyton Willis when he was with the team two years ago. He couldn't fit with Patino's system, comes back, and he's just, like, playing out of his mind. He's playing really well, and I think it's just impressive. I like it, man. I like it. Write this down. Yeah, we all have, we have a bunch of predictions about just how bad the Gopher basketball team is going to be a couple months ago. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, they just, they've been awesome. All right, Judd, yeah. your first prediction. All right, my first prediction, um, which I will just push into next year, obviously. Chris Finch will get at, at least... Chris Finch will get at least two votes for NBA Coach of the Year. So How many votes are there? At least, I looked it up. I don't know the exact amount, but they they do release the full thing. So yeah. like you get first, second, third place votes. So it it will if he gets votes, it will show up, and I think he'll get at least two votes for Coach of the Year. And that's for first place, Sec- right? No, no, no. For first, first second, or third, he'll just get votes. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Just get any votes. Okay. Interesting strategy here, putting predictions out into 2022 when you're eight points back. Write the, this down. You, you're just waiting for Declan to fall on his face, basically. Um, I got a strategy here. Just yeah, let's yeah. just keep okay, let's just okay. keep going. Yep. Let's okay. just keep going. We're not. We, I never talk about my strategies. <laughs> okay. Uh, Declan, go ahead. All right, my first prediction: I will have to have Phil Mackey take off his headphones for. Okay. Ooh. Just wave your arms when I can. You got it. Back. No problem. Uh, all right, my first prediction. Mackie will make a Doug Peterson prediction on traditional or purple daily. Write that down between now and the end of January. You got that, Judd? And even mm-hmm. Derek? You guys hear mm-hmm. that okay? Yep. Yep. All right. So yeah. Mackie will yep. make a Perfect. Doug Peterson-related prediction on traditional or purple daily. Write that down between now and the end of January. Write that down. All right, Judd, you can come back. Bill, Bill, you can come back. Here you go. Thank you. Okay. Good to know. I'm all insecure. I gotta <clears throat> That's out. okay. You know, when, 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 I'm where very am I insecure. Trigger, it, it trigger, the pre- trigger the prediction here. Okay. All right. Uh, my first prediction here. So, I don't know. I kind of feel like part of me wants to swing for the fences and, and try and get two or three home runs and, and catch up in the home run race. But now I'm kind of looking at the batting average race and saying, I don't know. You know. Maybe I could throttle down here and make a dent in the batting average race. So, I'm going to take another page out of noted comeback artist Jonathan Harrison's playbook when he made an historic comeback in 2019. Write that down. He's a big soccer guy, and so I figure I'm going to go to some international soccer leagues here and pick some games for you guys. Let's start with the French League. I don't even know what it's called. Whatever it is, like the top top French League. Uh, This week, I foresee Paris Saint-Germain. Defeating Lorient. Paris Saint-Germain defeating Lorient. Not a draw. They will win the game. How do you spell Lorient? Or or the match. Lorient. L-O-R-I-E-N-T. Thank you. 
Lorient. And there you go. French. I'm a big friend. I I got the French soccer package every single morning. Oh, do you? Oh, I'm, I'm sure you do. These games. I'm great. sure you have the French soccer package. Yeah, I've got I've got the one where you can watch on like three different devices too. So if you're at a restaurant, you can just yeah. pull the games up. It's pretty. It's pretty you awesome. Write this down. Yeah. All right, Derek, your second prediction. <laughs> All right, uh, my second prediction. I think this upcoming season has to be the year the Gopher football team takes that next step. You know, I've been a PGA Flex fan, row the boat, always cheering for those guys. So my next one is the Gopher football team will finally win the Big Ten West next season, and they will have a record of 10-2 and two or better. Wow. Yeah, I think just getting rid of the offensive coordinator and bringing back uh, Soraka, I think – like you can't bring back Rashad Bateman, and that's the biggest reason why their offense was so good a couple yeah. years ago. But yeah, I think uh, I think shaking up that coordinator spot was a good step in the right yeah. direction. So Tanner, Tanner Morgan's were... kind of a lock to be the starter next year, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think when you brought up those stats about Mike Sanford, that kind of like put it in my head. Like you know, Mackey's kind of got the right thing going. So that I was doing some deep dive and looking at stuff, and I think you're right about that. And looking at their schedule, like I think they're two toughest teams are going to be Wisconsin and Penn State both on the road next year. I think Michigan State will have a down year. And I do think we'll beat Iowa when we play them at home at the beginning of the year. Love it. Love the optimism. Write this down. Jerry Kill uh, coming back to town. Mike Sanford coming to town. Bunch of, re- <laughs> bunch of revenge games. It's a big games home Revenge non-conference games. Great storyline. <laughs> right, yeah. Get your tickets now. Yep. All right, my second write that down. In order for my first write that down to come true, I'm going to need the Wolves to win some games, right? The Timberwolves will win at least one game between now and next week's Write That Down. Hmm. You got the Jazz. You got the Celts. You got the Knicks. You got three games, assuming they're not canceled by COVID, which I don't think they will be, hopefully. Uh, Jazz, Celtics, and Knicks. Timberwolves will win at least one of those games. I I have tickets to the Celtics game. I'll be going there. I've been to to as a fan to the Target Center in like, Crap, I hope I the know, like Cs wear years. the green. I hate I hate when like the Knicks or Celtics wear wear their 14th alternative jerseys. <laughs> like you're the Knicks and Celtics. Wear your traditional bleeping jerseys. I love those. I love the old school look. How about the black and green? I don't like black. I, I don't like, like black, black, black for the Knicks. I do too, man. I, I think those are great jerseys. Yeah. I think I'm you're old. just being I'm an out. old man yeah. yelling at Yeah, no, I just I, I want the Tommy Heinsohn look. I want the Bill Russell look. I want the Clyde Frazier look. All right, let's go back to the 70s. Take a, take a time machine. I'll take some drugs and go back to 70s. <laughs> See you there. All right, all right. Deck, speaking of, Deck, here's Declan. All right, my, uh, my second prediction. I will say, so there, there's been some speculation. Kendrick Perkins threw that out there. I even saw, I think, Bill Simmons of The Ringer also throwing this idea out here. But I will say, write this down. By the end of the regular season, there will be a credible report that LeBron James wants out of the Lakers. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. Really? So yes. Where, where would where, where's? I'm not. I listen, I'm not. That. I'm not so, discrediting the reporting here, but like, where else would he go at this point? He's is he not going back to Cleveland. That's what people he? are thinking. What? Bill Simmons and Kendrick Perkins are throwing out reckless speculation of the idea with Cleveland being red hot and the Lakers being a mess. Anthony Davis hurt again. That LeBron's going to want out and want to go back home to Cleveland. Which, by the way, I am all for. Oh. I love in, that. You're idea. saying I'm in season. In yes, season. In, and in this season. I'm done with that. I'm so okay. Done I kind of love that idea. Yeah, I love be, that ah, idea. It'd be hilarious if so. He left Cleveland because they were just kind of in shambles at the end. 
to go to LA to win a championship, and now he's gonna he's gonna championship <laughs> jump back to Cleveland from the Lakers. Oh, yes, I'm actually oh, here for gosh. that. LeBron oh. and Rubio just carving up the Eastern Conference. Come on! Oh my God, Kevin Love, let's get this. Write that down. All right, write this down. Listen, uh, the French League isn't the only pro soccer league, gentlemen, that I this am is, a passionate fan of. This is unbelievable. <laughs> La Liga in Spain oh, is La Liga. on fire these days, okay? <laughs> and uh, listen, like this one, this one should happen. You know, this is uh, Atletico Madrid is, is a very good soccer club, f- football club, and uh, they're definitely favored over Granada. And so I don't foresee an upset in this match. I'm, I'm going to say Atletico Madrid this week. Takes care of business over Granada. They will win the game. Not a draw. They will they will win the game. The this match. Forcing me to change my strategy. Listen, you really completely. should get into La Liga here. This, this Judd. Bunch of crap. This is a lot like of when, uh, sports. You know what? Great, great old school You're gonna hate too. my last pr- prediction because this is this, I'm changing my strategy. Keep your eyes. No, keep your here eyes. Comes the in front. single. Yeah. yeah. Oh God! You're, you're one, about you're about to get a you're about to get a bunt single now. Like I was gonna play this straight up, competing to the end. Screw it. What do you mean? I'm, I'm predicting obscure soccer games, and now your response is to you is have to say totally like the wind will be blowing the, in Buffalo on the, Sunday. The, the spirit of the rules of being blown up through your Jonathan Harrison. What uh, the the. I am an international man of predictions, okay? Okay, awesome. The Rosie Ruiz of this show, Jonathan Harrison, <laughs> who got who got on the subway, got off, and won the damn marathon, okay? <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. The Rosie Ruiz. That's what Rosie Ruiz did, man. She took the subway. All right, uh, Derek, your third and final prediction. All right, so I had to get a Tim Wolves basketball prediction. You know, Tim Wolves was the first team I really ever watched. I love basketball. I played basketball in high school and college. Um. I had like two to kind of pick from, but I think I'm going to kind of mash it together for the third and final potential home run. So my third and final prediction is the Timberwolves will be an eight seed or better. So they'll make the playoffs at eight seed or better. Um, If that happens, I think Carl Anthony Towns or Anthony Edwards will receive MVP votes. And then Patrick Beverly or Jared Vanderbilt will make an all NBA defensive team. Wow. So this is all in one parlay, right? All in one. Okay. That's so re- re- repeat one. it one more time for us. So the Wolves will be an eight seed or better, meaning they'll make the playoffs. Carl Anthony Towns or Anthony Edwards will receive MVP votes. And then Patrick Beverly or Jared Vanderbilt will make an all NBA defensive team. Love it. I think those are all like definitely a home run if all yeah. those things happen good for work, sure. Dude. But there's none awesome. of those are like implausible. So mm-hmm. good stuff, man. Hell yeah, Derek. Work. Love it. Appreciate Derek, it. So, you, since you've got this massive life changing platform here with the entire world watching you, <laughs> yeah. is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this point? Yeah. Um, first, you guys, you know, like I've been a two year listener. I love listening to all your podcasts, you know, Purple Daily, uh, Words on Change, Scoose for Doogie, and then Mackie and Judd. So I appreciate you guys for having me on, doing the content you do. You know, keep it up. I love listening to it every day. Uh, My second one is to my girlfriend, Taylor, who um, is going to watch this as soon as you guys put this up. You know, I'm in town for a couple of days while she's back in the cities working and stuff like that. But thank you to her for putting up with my sports rants. Taylor. Let's hear for Taylor. Taylor. (laughs) She loves watching the Wolves now. She's a huge Anthony Edwards fan. So I think that's really cool. And then my third and final one, um, this is a shout-out to my guy, C.J. Ham. I'm from Duluth. <laughs> he's from Duluth. We went to the same high school together. Uh, nice. We went to college about 30 minutes apart from each other. So 
he's been a big impact in our Duluth community and we're really proud of him. We love watching him play and we're just really pumped and excited for him. So a shout out to him. Awesome, man. Derek, great job. We'll get you on again for sure sometime. Awesome. Sweet. Thanks guys. Good luck with your predictions. All right. Happy holidays. So, all right. One more trip around the room here, Judd, what's your bunt? All right. Go ahead. Lay it down. Coward. The MLB work stoppage won't end before New Year's Eve. Oh, come on. The MLB work stoppage <laughs> won't be over before. They're New not Year's even Eve. okay, they're not even meeting. It's no I, I actually I'm gonna I'm gonna blow a whistle on this one. It has been confirmed that their next meeting is not till January. But there could be a eleventh hour. They have already confirmed that their next meeting yeah, is not is, till January. This is bogus. I don't think you can do this. It's been it's been confirmed publicly by both sides that the stoppage will continue until their All next right, meeting. Then I need more time. <laughs> then I need more time. No, you need to make. It's this your is, turn to make a prediction. You got to make one. Come I just on, made a come prediction. On, this come has on, happened 2000, to me. You got to make one on Vikings. the fly. It's being shot down. It's being shot down. You have to. You have, you've been on. Write that down for years. You don't have backup predictions ready laced in in case you got to make one. Come on, veteran Judd. Let's go. Not as buntable as that one was. Oh my I don't know how we listen. I'm all for if you're going to cut corners, cut corners. That's fine. I'm going to make fun of you, but I don't know that we can legally accept that prediction. It's been confirmed that they aren't meeting until January. Mm. All right, hold on a second here. Let me see if I can tweak this one then somewhat. <laughs> I love squirming Judd here. Uh, let me see if I can tweak. I think this you're more one. worried about me catching you for a second than you bit. are about catching Declan for first. A little bit. Uh, let me see here. Hold on. All right, well, let's, you want to come back to Judd next? Or we'll come back. You to want to make him sweat? That's what I said. Come here, back to here, me. Here's my bunt single. I have a bunt single here. It's just extremely quantifiable, and it's very easy. Carl Anthony Towns will post a double-double between now and next week's Write That Down. That's my bunt. That's the, my bunt. That's the, my bunt. The, the, the integrity of the game here. You guys are making fun of me for, for putting yep. up international yep. soccer game predictions where anything can happen yep. in the French League, okay? It's a wild it. and crazy you know league. And here's I, you guys. I got mine. I got mine. <laughs> Ant Edwards will return to the Wolves before next week's write that down from the COVID list. Okay. Okay. All right. That's whatever. That's quantifiable. Hold on. I have to write. I have to write it down. That's ridiculous. (laughs) I'm ashamed of. I'm ashamed of everyone. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I'm listen. I'm going to stick to my game plan here. Okay. Okay. Because the French (laughs) and Spanish leagues aren't the only two international soccer league that I follow on a regular basis. I'm also a big Italian soccer league guy, okay? Uh, Serie A. Yeah. Sierra. Sierra. Serie A. Yeah. Sierra. Mm-hmm. Sport radar and, days. And, and Russell of, Wilson. <laughs> and one of my favorite squads is Napoli, okay? Napoli just, oh. I mean, what a, a strong midfield. You know, they're very, they're very, very deep up front as well. All kinds of young talent. And I foresee this this match actually takes place today, later on today. I foresee Napoli outright defeating Spezia. 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 S P E Z I. It's Napoli versus Spezio. It's, it's, it's a matchup Napoli. between the 2005 Angels. Yeah, it's against Scott Spezio, <laughs> and you're going to go with Mike Napoli. Napoli over Spezia. Write it down, baby. Let's oh, get this. Write this down. Outstanding. I almost hope Anthony Edwards like gets COVID again, just so he can stay on. Oh the my list God, that's terrible! Next week, just to spite you. Oh, Ant! Oh, that's awful. <laughs> All right, this is what happens. You see, I, I think you see the best and the worst of people down the stretch, and write that down. Yeah. Your true character comes out 
yep. going to write that down stretch run with the batting it's average. It's a survival right stick. now. It, it, it's a survival. I was, <laughs> I was tormented with soccer picks. I, I mean, my God, I had to do something. It's football. Okay. Put some yes, respect on that name. Napoli. Napoli over, over Giambi. That's what I'm going with. All right. So we will, uh, we'll be back at you with write that down next week. That's a wrap on today's it'll be episode back of Mackie. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, actually, it'll be even worse next week because it'll be oh. two days before the end of the year. You're going to be making predictions on like I, I got to start know, whatever right now. like whatever like college basketball game takes place on the 30th of December. Those are the predictions that are going to come off the board. So good point. Okay, two weeks will be back from tomorrow. Reckless speculation Thursday. If you've missed any of the pie charts or Alex Boone or Ventline on Purple Daily, check those out. Realistic Randy last night. We'll uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow on Mackie and Judd. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.